The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. After William Fox Elementary School caught fire in February of last year, VPM News reporters Megan Polly and Connor Scribner analyzed hundreds of fire inspection records from the past eight years for all public schools in Richmond. The documents reveal numerous violations and inconsistent inspections. VPM News Editor Whitney Evans spoke with them about their investigation. Megan and Connor, I know you've been looking into this issue over the last several months. What did you find? To start, the fire department did not complete annual inspections of each school building as is required by state law. For example, two middle schools, Albert Hill and Bouchal, have no record of inspections from 2015 through 2019. Across all schools, there are records for only about three-fifths of required annual inspections from the period we looked at. When schools were inspected, what kind of violations did the fire department find? Top categories of violations included electrical hazards, outdated or expired fire extinguishers, and blocked exits. There were over 100 violations for unlit emergency lights, and some schools were even cited for all of these lights throughout the school not working. We have a full breakdown of our findings at vpm.org, but another important thing we found is that many were repeat violations. Okay, so where there is a record of inspections noting the problems, many were never resolved? Yes, inspectors often found that no fixes had been made since their last inspection. Multiple repeat violations for alarm-related issues at elementary schools stood out in particular, such as at Swansboro Elementary, which was cited for failing to provide proof of an annual fire alarm test for five years straight, from 2014 through 2018, and then again in 2020. Actually, over half of the district's schools were cited for not having a current copy of their alarm inspection report in 2020. And Megan, what kinds of problems were there with the alarms? Yeah, so some of the alarms were found to not be working. And that obviously can have serious consequences. For instance, while fire officials say they don't know what caused the fire at Fox, there were numerous fire code violations there before the fire, including problems with its alarm panel. This impacted the fire department's ability to detect the location of the fire. Records and emails we looked at district-wide show that sometimes the issue was as simple as a dead battery, a bad phone line, or a faulty smoke detector. But we don't have a complete understanding of the alarm issues across the district schools because both RPS and the fire department say they don't have records to show that all these alarms throughout the district were tested annually by the companies hired to do so. I spoke with Sean Mahoney, with the National Fire Protection Association. He's an expert on these fire safety systems. If you don't document anything, it's less likely for things to get fixed. And obviously, it's hard to understand the life of that system. Fire officials did tell us in written responses that they're planning to scrutinize some of these violations, like the missing alarm test paperwork, more closely in the future. So who's responsible for making sure these alarms are working? The building owner, in this case Richmond Public Schools, is responsible for ensuring all fire code violations identified by the fire department are addressed. 
But RPS had contracts with two separate alarm companies over the past several years to do annual testing, maintenance, and fixes to the alarm systems. We reached out to both of those companies, Richmond Alarm Company, now called Johnson Controls, and Mitchell Wade Associates. Neither would talk to us or share their own records of when they inspected schools' alarms. But emails we obtained show that district staff had a hard time scheduling alarm repairs and had to do follow-up with Richmond Alarm on multiple occasions to get someone out to address the issues, which sometimes took months. Has anyone been held accountable for these violations? That's a great question. Technically, under state law, all violations of the Fire Prevention Code are considered misdemeanors and come with fines and potential jail time. It's really the only legal means for the fire department to hold entities accountable for fixing these violations. The fire department couldn't tell us whether they'd ever taken legal action against RPS, but they did confirm they haven't since 2016. The records do show, however, at least a few instances of fire officials threatening principals with legal action. They also sometimes ordered someone from the school district to be on call 24-7 at the school until the violation was corrected. This is called a fire watch. But we don't know how often this happened because the fire department said they don't have records of this either. Megan, you're our education reporter, so you're often in touch with parents. Have you spoken to any parents about these findings? Yes, so I spoke with some who said that after the fire at Fox Elementary, they wondered if their kids' schools could be next. Lakita Patterson is the mother of a Fairfield Court Elementary first grader, and she told me her daughter's school should be inspected more regularly. And the building is old, so I feel like every, maybe every six or eight months or so, maybe you can do it, but to go years, is that's pretty tough. Other parents said it shouldn't be that difficult to resolve these violations quickly. But if there really is a serious problem, they'd rather see the school closed temporarily until it's resolved. Okay, so what do fire and school district officials have to say about what they're doing to make sure these same issues don't continue? So Richmond Superintendent Jason Cameras told me that every fire alarm panel in the district has either been upgraded or replaced, And both the school district and the fire department have added additional staff and say they're working more closely with each other to ensure all violations get resolved in a timely manner. The fire department's inspection rate has also improved recently. So it seems that many of these issues have been resolved since the Fox Elementary fire. Is that right? Yes and no. Each school did receive an inspection in 2022, and fire officials claim every outstanding code violation within RPS was resolved last year. The fire department has also updated some of its policies and told VPM News they're now trying to do follow-up inspections within 30 days of each initial inspection. But records show that's still not always happening. An August 2022 inspection found Armstrong High School had dozens of state fire code violations. Six exit signs were unlit in the building and ceiling tiles were missing in several rooms. Those tiles might not seem important, but they helped prevent fires from spreading between levels. No follow-up was conducted until October and the issues weren't corrected until November. Armstrong wasn't the only school where violations took months to correct last year. It seems like they made some improvements in 2022. When do we find out how things have gone so far in 2023? So the fire department typically does annual school inspections in the spring and summer when school's out. So we probably won't know until much later this year. And getting this information will mean another round of records requests because these inspection reports aren't posted publicly. But some people think they should be, like Reverend Robin Mines. She's president of the Swansboro West Civic Association. Anytime we should be able to go down and pull the record and see what was inspected, what violations may have occurred, and when they were addressed. 
as well as a follow-up inspection. If you remember, Swansboro Elementary was missing documentation of a fire alarm inspection for five years straight. All right. Well, thanks to you both for all of your work on this. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks. A Virginia corrections officer accused of choking an incarcerated person was promoted last year, according to emails obtained by VPM News. Video footage of the 2018 incident published by the Richmond Times-Dispatch shows corrections officer Dwayne Turner's hand on the man's neck. Ben Pavier with VPM News has more. The video shows Turner, who was working at Keene Mountain Correctional Center, placing his hand on a fully restrained prisoner and pressing down. Then the camera abruptly cuts away. A 2018 Department of Corrections investigation cleared Turner of wrongdoing, and local prosecutors declined to press charges. In December, Haley was promoted to assistant warden. Another corrections employee, Kelsey Haley, says he was outraged. They will protect the worst employees to the ends of the earth. Haley forwarded the news to lawmakers and the governor's office with the subject line, blatant corruption. The next day, the department put Haley on paid predisciplinary leave for allegedly violating the department's standards of conduct. A spokesperson for the department declined to comment on Haley's case. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The city of Petersburg is mourning the loss of Richard Stewart. The 79-year-old was a well-known historian who founded a museum in a historic town on the north side of the Appomattox River called Pocahontas Island. VPM News reporter Lyndon German has more. Pocahontas Island is home to one of the oldest black communities in the United States. It's where retired veteran Richard Stewart was raised and would later purchase several properties. Throughout his adult life, Stewart collected over 200 years worth of artifacts curated at the makeshift museum he created. His life's work showcased the triumphs of free and enslaved black Americans. While the historic district's unofficial mayor of Pocahontas is gone, his passion for preserving history will be his legacy. Lyndon German, VPM News. Central Virginia environmentalists are calling on Henrico County to create a climate action plan. Damian Pitt is an urban planning professor at Virginia Commonwealth University. He told VPM News the plan could help county leaders understand the scale of greenhouse gas emissions locally, which leads to next steps. Ways in which those greenhouse gas emissions can be mitigated through residential energy efficiency programs, rooftop solar, whatever it may be. Pitt said an action plan should also consider how climate change will affect the county in coming years. When asked, Henrico officials would not say whether they would pursue a climate plan. Representatives told VPM News the county runs several recycling and clean energy programs and is also involved in a regional climate planning initiative with other localities. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. You can support the VPM Daily Newscast and all of the stories you hear in it each morning by becoming a member today. Just call or text donate to 1-800-476-8440 or log on to vpm.org donate. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. PM. 
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.